Hi, welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I plan on venturing into the shoulder and specifically want to discuss the three bones and three joints that comprise the region we colloquially think of as the shoulder area. I will avoid all things muscular, which we can cover another time, and I'm going to press start as I'm already starting to waffle. Right, let's begin our journey in the upper limb, specifically the area of the upper limb we call the arm or brachium. In the brachium we find one bone called the humerus, and this bone from a distance looks like a stick with a ball at its superior or proximal end. This ball is anatomically called the head of the humerus, or humeral head, and it points medially to form one half of the first joint we will mention, but I'm going to come back to that. Let's instead jump to the second bone we find in the shoulder area. The bone in question being the scapula, aka your shoulder blade. I think this common name shoulder blade must be due to its shape being similar to the blade of an axe, which is the only blade I can liken it to. Now as bones go, this is a very thin bone and it rests on the posterior surface of the thorax with the blade bit pointing medially or inwards. At the lateral point of its triangular shape, we find a small cup which is called the glenoid fossa. Now it articulates with the head of the humerus to form the glenohumeral joint, which is the joint most people mean when they're discussing the shoulder joint. Some points to mention here then. The glenoid fossa is a very thin shallow joint, which is much more shallow than the large ball socket joint we find in the hip. This facilitates a large range of motion in the shoulder when compared to the hip. However, the drawback or trade-off to this shallow bony articulation is the head of the humerus commonly dislocates out of the socket. Shoulder dislocations are far more common than dislocations at the hip. Most stability is due to the musculature and tendons that live here. Okay, let's talk about a couple of other bony parts of the scapula. At the posterior surface of the scapula, we find a spine, and this demarcates muscular attachment points that I'm going to avoid covering in depth here. On the anterior surface of the scapula, we find two hook-like projections, one that points slightly anterior and laterally, and the other, the superior one, points more medially. The inferior one first, then. The projection here is called the coracoid process, which translates to crow's beak. I must admit, I've never really visualised this very well until I recently saw a drawing by Alice Roberts. Sam likens it more to a duck's beak, which I can definitely see to be honest. The coracoid process doesn't form a joint but instead is an attachment point for some musculature. Pectoralis major, coracobrachialis, one of the short heads of the biceps to name a few. The second hook-like projection, the superior of the two, is called the high point of the shoulder, or in Greek, the acromion. Acro, as in high, and omos means shoulder. If you've ever been lucky enough to visit Athens, one of the star attractions is the ancient high city or Acropolis. See the similarities? I like to envisage an ancient Greek temple adorning this bony projection. Now, this projection does form a joint the acromioclavicular joint. And this articulation is with our third and final bone, the clavicle or collarbone, hence acromioclavicular. Some fun facts about the clavicle then. The clavicle is not straight. Instead, it is a stretched out S shape. It is the most commonly broken bone in the body when people fall onto an outstretched hand. And finally, 
It is the only part of the shoulder and upper limb that forms a bony articulation directly with the axial skeleton. It does this by attaching to the sternum at the sternoclavicular joint, our third and final joint of the shoulder area. Let's label that final point because it is important. The bones in the shoulder area and upper limb only attach to the rest of the skeleton via the sternoclavicular joint. The scapula does not form a bony articulation and instead is only held down by muscles. And the reason we have this arrangement is again to maximise mobility. Your shoulder blade can rotate, it can protract, it can retract, allowing you to place your upper limb above your head, behind your back, and a whole host of other strange movements because of this wonderful arrangement of joints. So, three bones, the humerus, the scapula and the clavicle, three joints, the glenohumeral joint, the acromioclavicular joint, and finally the sternoclavicular joint. A lovely bit of osteology to cover in five minutes. Oh, spot on. There we go. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week on another episode of Dissectable Me.